Good morning. Parts of New South Wales are in the firing line for yet another soaking, with a new east coast low forming. It's prompted warnings for more life-threatening flash flooding, with grounds sodden and nowhere for the water to go. Water came up with no warning in Sydney's saturated west. A boat crew called to save this man stuck in his hatchback. Have you got a family member or someone who can you up? One of 26 rescues conducted across the city. Crews even called to save a wayward bull. Oh, God. It's getting deeper there. The Weather Bureau is predicting what no one wants to hear. Another East Coast low is forming, the same type of system that smashed southeast Queensland and northern New South Wales last week. It means more major flooding and evacuation orders are likely in the coming hours. Yesterday, the Premier toured flood-affected northern communities and copped an earful. Yeah, he put in a tent, are you kidding me? Victims saying they've been abandoned. You felt like you were forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Everybody felt like we were forgotten. You know, we had, you know, we rationed out food. Have they been abandoned? Well, if they have been abandoned, that's absolutely terrible. I mean, people should never feel abandoned or isolated. And, you know, you can't, you can't argue with how people feel. And, you know, I'd feel the same way. And video of the army mid-photo shoot in Mullumbimby has tipped some over the edge. They're filming themselves. Look at them, emptying out a trailer full of rubbish onto the side of the road. Make sure you get it filmed. This is incredible. Jacinta Lee, 7 News. The death toll from the flood disaster has risen again. A man in his 60s dying in flood water in Queensland. The state's damage bill is expected to climb beyond a billion dollars and rain is still falling. Near Rockhampton, a suspected tornado struck and cut a path of destruction, while hail has pelted down at Glen Eagle in the southeast. Minor to major flood warnings remain current for coastal areas from Brisbane to the Gold Coast. The Queensland government has announced a flood donation appeal and Premier Palaszczuk is expected to speak with the Prime Minister this week to appoint someone to lead the recovery effort. Shane Warne's life will be celebrated with a state funeral in Victoria, Premier Daniel Andrews confirming the news. The service is likely to be held at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, the place where Warney took his 700th wicket and there won't be a shortage of people wanting to say goodbye. The grim reality of an unexpected tragedy. Shane Warne's body leaves Koh Samui. By his side, Australia's ambassador to Thailand. Police have combed the luxury villa where the 52-year-old had a suspected heart attack, finding bloodstains, signs he was coughing up blood as his mates tried to revive him. But investigators don't believe there was anything suspicious. He had asthma and had seen a doctor about his heart. He had experienced chest pains when he was back home in his country. Now the journey to get his body back on Australian shores. really just want to get Shane home. That's all we want to do. Thank you. Tributes flowed at home. He was such an idol to so many. It says perhaps all you need to know about Shane Warne, that a man can be so great, a statue is erected in his honour, and yet fans pay tribute with beers and bungers. He's a legend, wasn't he? I mean, he was the greatest spin bowler of all time. The Melbourne Cricket Club shouted sausage rolls and meat pies. Fans dined out on the memories. Thanks, Warnie. It was Michael Jordan and Shane Warne, you know, it, and, and he was so relatable. 
It is at the MCG that Australians will likely get their chance to say goodbye to their spin king and court jester. Warns long-time manager talking state funerals with Shane's dad, Keith. He did ask me what did I think Shane would want, and I said, well, he wasn't called Hollywood and the king for nothing. Um, and I think he will be in a situation that he'd love to basically have a celebration of his life. Kaziah Dawn, 7 News. Prime Minister Scott Morrison will today announce a major boost to Australia's defence capabilities with a new $10 billion submarine base to be built on the East Coast. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Taylor. Where will this new base be built? Jody, good morning. Well, a decision on exactly where this base will be built is yet to be made, but Brisbane, Port Kembla, south of Sydney and Newcastle have all made a short list of locations. The base will be home to American, British and uh, Australian submarines under this AUKUS deal and will operate in addition to the existing submarines in Western Australia and Garden Island. It would be the first major defence base built in Australia since 1990, following Australia's decision to secure at least eight nuclear-powered submarines. The $116 billion deal not expected to see submarines delivered until at least 2040. The significant defence decision set to be announced by the Prime Minister today comes at a time of growing tensions in the world, with Scott Morrison set to warn that the implications of Russia's decision to invade Ukraine will no doubt stretch towards the Indo-Pacific. Jody. OK, Taylor Aiken, thank you. Hope of establishing safe passage out of the besieged Ukrainian city of Maripol have again been dashed as the Russian bombardment intensifies. The planned evacuation of around 200,000 residents has been halted for a second day. Russia and Ukraine both blame each other for failing to establish a humanitarian corridor. Several cities across Ukraine are under sustained attack. Meantime, the UN says the exodus in Ukraine is the fastest growing refugee crisis in Europe since the Second World War. It's been revealed 12 people have died making calls to triple zero in Victoria which went unanswered or were answered too late. Among them, four children, including a two-year-old boy who was found face down in a pool in November. In that case, it took almost six minutes to reach a triple zero operator and some people had to wait up to 16 minutes. The Age newspaper is reporting the Andrews government will respond with a reform package worth more than $115 million to to allocate more staff to the service. COVID restrictions are set to be further eased in South Australia, with authorities meeting to discuss the details this morning. Among the rules to be reviewed, a ban on stand-up drinking inside pubs and clubs, the compulsory wearing of masks and venue caps. It's likely to be the last change to restrictions before the state election. People are being turned away from busy testing clinics in WA as the state braces for cases to climb. Some are being told to leave because they've already taken a rapid antigen test, prompting calls for health advice to be clarified. There's a rising rate of infection in young children, almost half of the state's schools reporting positive cases. 
A quick check of sport now, and Osman Khawaja fell agonisingly short of a special century in the first test against Pakistan. Despite some hostile bowling from the hosts in Rawalpindi, David Warner and Khawaja brought the Aussies back into the contest with a 156-run opening stand. Warner was bowled on 68, while Khawaja eventually fell three runs short of a tonne in his first test in his birth nation. Manus Labuschagne was on 69 with Steve Smith 24 when poor light stopped play with Australia 2 for 271, 205 runs behind. Checking Monday's weather now, partly cloudy in Brisbane, heading for a top of 31 degrees. Rain possibly heavy in Sydney, heading for 23. Cloudy and 23 in Canberra, partly cloudy in Melbourne, also heading for 23. Sunny and 22 degrees in Hobart today. Adelaide, partly cloudy and 25. Sunny and 35 in Perth. And a possible shower or storm, 33 in Darwin.